Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host. I hope everybody had a great week. I'm actually recording on a Friday, which is amazing. Maybe I'll actually get this edited and out on a Friday as well. So, fingers crossed. For the contest this week, I already chose a winner through the random number generator, and the winner is Chris B. Chris is a Patreon supporter. We only have one Patreon supporter named Chris, so congratulations, Chris. I have left the bumper sticker and the large t-shirt, so... I will be emailing you shortly, sir. Uh, Congratulations. Next up, uh, I want to thank everybody who supports the show on Patreon. If you want to support the show on Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or supportkilowatt.com and you can support the show. Also, there is a video on the Byton skateboard for its new SUV. If you want to know what it looks like, when all of the metal is stripped away and seats are taken out and everything, what the bare-bone chassis of a car looks like, an electric car. This is a really good video. It's available for free on the Patreon feed. So you just go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or support kilowatt, and you can take a peek at it there. In our first video, Euro NCAP performed a crash test rating for the Audi e-tron. Spoiler alert, it got a five-star crash test rating. But really what this video highlights to me is how important it is to wear your seatbelts and to keep your kids in car seats and booster seats until they meet the requirements to move on to whatever that next step may be. Also, the pedestrian tests for the crash avoidance system were very interesting. This isn't a video, but there are some pictures of the Tesla Gigafactory 3. And if you're interested to see what it looks like inside there, I just threw that up in the video section. And we already talked about the M-Byte SUV Byton skateboard platform. So we'll go there. Our first story is from Fred Lambert from Electric. Chevron, which is a gas and oil company in the US, and I'm sure they're worldwide, is partnering with EVGO, an EV charging network, and they will start installing EV charging stations at Chevron gas stations. So that's exciting. Initially, all the installs are going to be in California, think LA and San Francisco area. Shell and Petro Canada, they already do this, and we've talked about that in the past. British Petroleum, BP, they're investing in EV charging through an investment startup that they have. Uh, I don't know that we need to say a lot more about this. This is a 
very encouraging sign, and it's the natural step as EVs become more popular. So uh, congratulations to Chevron and all those other companies we talked about. Fred Lambert of Electric. In 2013, Apple tried to buy Tesla for $240 a share, allegedly. At the time of me writing this podcast, Tesla's stock price is at $195 a share. Seems like a pretty good deal. According to Ashley Vance's Elon Musk biography, Elon actually went to Google and asked Google to buy Tesla, and they had some sort of handshake agreement, but that fell apart. All rumors, basically. But I'd like Tesla to stay free and independent. It's better for consumers, and it's maybe not better for stockholders, but it's better for us. They're really driving the way in terms of innovation. And if Google, for instance, would have bought Tesla back in 2013, there'd be a huge LiDAR bucket on top of every Tesla, and that would just look ugly. I think that if Google and Apple want to buy an EV startup, they should be looking at Lucid Motors, possibly Neo, which I'm a shareholder in, and their stock price just dropped, I think it's below $4 now a share. They should look at Byton or even Faraday Future, to be honest. I think they couldn't go wrong with any of those companies if they gave them a nice infusion of cash and their business know-how and their tech know-how. Both All those companies would benefit. Inside EVs, Wade Malone, Tesla released a do-it-yourself guide for performing basic maintenance on the Model 3. Here are some of the things that it walks you through. Pairing a, a Bluetooth phone, adding or removing keys, checking and adjusting tire pressures, Connecting Wi-Fi, replacing cabin filters, these are the more complicated things, replacing windshield wipers, installing a front license plate bracket, calibrating windows, removing and installing aero covers on the wheels, and removing and installing lug nut covers. All of these items I can actually perform. If you get a little bit more complicated, I'm out. I can't do any of that other stuff, but all these things I can do. This next story comes from Fred Lambert, I think. I didn't credit anyone in the notes, but I'm pretty sure it came from Electric. Tesla has a new incentive to get buyers on the fence to pull the trigger on a new Model S or X. So what do you have to do? Well, you have to go to the new inventory area in the Model S or Model X section on the Tesla website. And then you get, you know, you buy the car, you get free unlimited charging. So free unlimited charging is back for a limited time. Before we go to our next story, we have a follow-up. Just a quick one. So last week we talked about Tesla and their extreme cost-cutting measures. Elon said no expense is too big or too small to consider cutting. And according to an electric article, Tesla employees are now reportedly bringing their own toilet paper to work in order to save the company money. For the love of bananas, I hope this isn't true, because if it is, that is absolutely 100% ridiculous. Tesla, take care of your employees. That is absolutely something that should not be done. It's terrible. That's just something you provide to your employees. (sighs) Okay. Simon Alvarez as our next story. According to a leaked email Elon sent to Tesla employees, Tesla is producing 6,300 Model 3s a week, which works out to about 900 Model 3s a day. The email also goes on to report that Tesla's even exceeded 1,000 Model 3s on multiple days. So here is the email to everybody. And this is Elon talking. As of yesterday, we have had over 50,000 net new orders for this quarter. Based on current trends, we have a good chance of exceeding the record of 90,700 deliveries of Q4 last year and making this the highest delivery slash sales quarter in Tesla history. In order to achieve this, we need a sustained output of 1,000 Model 3s per day, 
Almost all the parts of the Model 3 production systems have exceeded 1,000 units on multiple days. Congratulations. That was Elon saying that, not me. And we've averaged about 900 Model 3s a week. So we're only about 10% away from 7,000 Model 3s a week. If we rally hard, we can do it. Thanks for your great work, Elon. I hope that this is true. I hope that they break a record, not only because I want Tesla to continue to actually be a company, but because I would like Tesla to kind of mellow out on the crazy price changes that they've been doing lately. Granted, there are some external forces that are, you know, kind of pushing those prices up and in a story that we're about to do, pushing them down. I just would like to see a little bit more consistency from the company because that manic pricing structure that they have drives me bonkers. And speaking of being bonkers, Stephen Loveday of Inside EV reports in a totally non-newsworthy move, Tesla has decreased the prices of the Model S and Model X base models by two to $3,000 respectively. Tesla says this is not a big deal because, well, let me put it in their words. Like other car companies, we periodically adjust pricing and available options. These pricing changes represent a reduction of about 2 to 3% in Model S and Model X prices. Last week, we raised Model 3 prices by 1%. By any reasonable standard, these small changes are non-newsworthy. Mm, but they are. Inside EV's Eric Loveday, Keith Berry of Consumer Reports wrote an article on Tesla's autopilot. Mr. Berry found the autopilot system to be less competent than a human driver. The TLDR here is that Consumer Reports finds that autopilots sometimes makes poor decisions when operating. Now, I'm not going to go into all the problems they found. I think the main point to take away from this is that the driver still has to pay attention to what the car is doing, which is what you agree to when you activate autopilot. Outlets all over the internet shouted from the highest mountaintops that Tesla autopilot was a failure, according to Consumer Reports. Turns out Consumer Reports is actually fine with the functionality of Navigate on Autopilot. They're just not okay with how the car doesn't confirm with the driver before executing a move. For instance, if you're going to put on your right turn signal and you're going to move into the right lane, they would like the car to somehow confirm with the driver, hey, is it cool if I do this still? From what I understand, the car already kind of has features like this in place. I don't have a Tesla. I don't have very much experience with autopilot. So Leon and Chip, if you're listening, shoot me an email and let me know what you've experienced in terms of how autopilot works. I do think this kind of feature would be helpful to someone transitioning from a normal car to a Tesla, just kind of giving them that extra layer of security, kind of like a training wheels mode. Like when you fly a drone, you can put it into a training mode. I don't know, remember what it's called, but it won't go, it'll only go a certain distance away from you. And then it kind of stops, it geofences, and it won't go any further, no matter how hard you try. And I kind of think something like this would work really well on a Tesla. However, I have some thoughts. When Consumer Reports was doing this test, what were the conditions the driver was in? What was the traffic like? The weather? The road? The type of road? Was it windy? Was it straight? Was it a freeway? Surface streets? Residential roads? What were the expectations of the driver? What was, what was his driving style? Obviously, the car did not react the way that he would have liked it to react. On the other side, I guess there, from what I understand, there's a actual level of aggression autopilot can be set to. And when you set it to a very high aggression, when you're in like LA traffic, it'll be more aggressive in making those lane changes or whatever you're, you're trying to execute. 
one of the disadvantages of doing this show and not having access to a Tesla, which is mostly what I talk about, to drive is that I don't have autopilot, so I don't have any experience with this, which puts it at a little bit of a disadvantage. But we do have Chip, we do have Leon, and I know that we have other listeners who have Teslas of various sorts. So if you don't mind emailing me and let me know what your experiences with autopilot are, I'd really appreciate it. But really what this boils down to is the driver still needs to pay attention. No matter what, the driver still needs to pay attention. I was talking with somebody on email, and we were talking about this Consumer Reports article, and we were discussing whether or not this feature would have prevented the fatality that we talked about last week. I'm not sure we'll ever know, but if I had to guess, no. Currently, the way that Autopilot navigate on Autopilot, that system is set up is the driver and the actual car have to be paying attention. Now, in the case of the fatality that we talked about last week, it doesn't sound like that driver or the car saw the semi-truck, and that resulted in the crash. So that's very unfortunate. I don't know that that could have been prevented with Consumer Reports suggestions. What people and journalists and even Elon and Tesla, what they really need to wrap their heads around is that This is not an end-all, be-all solution for full self-driving cars. We went from the car could barely do anything on its own to now it's got all of these really cool features. I'm just going to kind of sit back, I being the driver. I'm going to sit back and I'm not going to do as much. No, that's not the case. And I'll end it on this. If you're using this feature in whatever car you're using it in, you just need to stay vigilant until, I don't know, Let's say five years down the road, maybe it's better. Maybe you could chill out a little bit more five years from now. But until then, this technology, it's a baby. It, it, it's not fully fleshed out. And it may not be for many years to come, depending on who you talk to. So what it all comes down to, and like I said, what I'm going to leave you with is just stay vigilant. Not only when you're using this assisted technology, but when you're driving just in general, stay vigilant. Okay, everybody, that's the whole show this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to email me, go to Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I will talk to you next week. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.